0: Your cash value in the policy is a combination of what you've contributed, what the insurance company has boosted by the guaranteed crediting of dollars every year to it, and then the dividends.
1: Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off, and that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening, because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Moves' online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move Tenant Screening for 25% off. Here's how SmartMove can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with SmartMove's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to TenantScreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever, listeners! How you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. And here's a concept that we have touched on on this show, and I mentioned during multiple follow along Fridays with Theo. A while ago that we would go into it in more detail, but first I would put myself in the ring and I would do it. That way I had some firsthand experience before talking to someone about it and I have done it. And that is the concept of infinite banking. So it's a concept that requires a smart person, much smarter than me to talk about and talk through. So What we've done is I've brought on Gary Pinkerton, wealth strategist at Paradigm Life, who I worked with to set up the infinite banking. So we're gonna talk about the concept. And by the way, disclaimer, I make no money. You work with Gary, you don't work with Gary. You do this, you don't do this. I don't make any money from it. I'm just sharing a concept that I found interesting enough where I've put my money where my mouth is and figure you might as well share it with you best ever listeners. You can decide what the heck you wanna do with it I was introduced to Gary from an investor of mine with Ashcroft Capital. He invested with us. He's actually invested in multiple deals and someone who I trust implicitly. So that's how I got to know Gary. So first off, Gary, now I'll stop talking about you. I'll actually talk to you. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. It's a true honor to be on your show. I'm really looking forward to it, Joe.
1: Yeah, looking forward to our conversation as well. And first off, best ever, listener, sorry, this is a Skill Set Sunday episode. We're going to be talking about a specific skill, and the skill is infinite banking and what it is, how to do it, and questions to ask if you're working with someone to set it up for you. So Gary is a wealth strategist at Paradigm Life. He has funded over 100 rental units using other people's money with private banking, this infinite banking, since 2011. And has helped his clients do the same. He's a former captain on a nuclear sub. So he's in the Navy before. He was a captain on nuclear subs. Thank you, sir, for what you did for our country. And he's based in Jersey Shore, New Jersey. So with that being said, Gary, first, what is infinite banking?
0: Sure. So it's a way to use uniquely designed whole life insurance policies to store and grow your wealth. So everyone has a need to store cash somewhere. I mean, that's really a combination of a lot of things. It's your emergency savings for your family, it's property reserves, it's business reserves, and it's money you're setting aside and growing for future investments. So your upcoming property purchase or really whatever. I store just about all of my cash that I absolutely need in the future that I can't take a risk of it being lost. Even the kids' college money. But basically, we're all storing and growing that money if we're prudent somewhere. And a lot of times, it's just in the savings or checking account. And so this is an opportunity to get both a much, much faster growth, let's say 4 to 5% tax-free on your money while still having full access to it. And you get a lot of life insurance protection. So you're getting both kind of the foundation of your personal financial wealth meaning life insurance protection of your future income for the family as well as a better place to store. Simply a different place to store your cash. A lot of people talk about it as an investment. It's really not. It's just a much more efficient place to store and grow your wealth.
1: Okay, so let's unpack those statements that you made. Four to five percent tax-free growth with full access plus life insurance protection. So that is why I chose to do it, but that sounds... Way too good to be true. So, how about let's dig into each component of that: the percent growth, the four to five percent, and then the tax-free part, and then full access part, and then the life insurance. So, those four parts.
0: Sure, absolutely. You may have to remind me what part we're on, but let's we'll start yeah. off with the growth, four side, growth. right? Yep. Sure. So, we work with only whole life insurance companies. You can do this with universal to some levels of uh, success if you know what you're doing. I don't believe there's value there in doing it. There's not a track record. So we go with whole life and it's a very simple product. Insurance companies are collecting premiums, growing those premiums, and then handing them back to the beneficiary one day. Well, starting in the 1930s, they gave you access to the value of that cash that's in there. So if you have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in your policy, that's growing, you can go to them and borrow a hundred thousand dollars from them. The borrowing and accessing side of it is not the growth. The growth side for whole life insurance is a combination of guaranteed increase. So if you look at the policy illustration that you got, there's a table in there. And on the left-hand side, there's a column for the guaranteed worst-case growth, even if there's no profits, if the company's not profitable. But since we work with a mutual insurance company, which is a private company, meaning that there's no shareholders to distribute profits to every year, so those profits are just handed back out to the owners of the company, which in the case of life insurance... Are just the policyholders, so you kind of get it back on a pro rata basis based on how big your cash is that given year. So you have guaranteed increase, which I tell people, big picture. I mean, it changes over your life as you age. Essentially, it's two percent a year guaranteed after covering the, all of the costs, covering the insurance. So about two percent on the guaranteed side, and another two to three percent today in profits being handed back. But these profits or dividends are completely dependent upon what the lenders out there in the world can get. So banks right now are lending at 5 or 6%. Insurance companies are doing the same thing. They put your money to work in the economy, lending out to major corporations. Right now, they're getting 4 to 6% returns, which means that after covering expenses, you're seeing another 2 to 3 there. So summarizing that, a couple of percent guaranteed annually, and then 2 to 3% in this zero interest rate world we're in. In the 1980s, the dividend was eight to 10%, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. So when you implement this policy or this strategy, do you have to do anything other than buy the policy in order to gain that four to 5% growth? Do you have to actually have to manually manage it and do transactions or just magically because you purchased the policy, it achieves that four to 5% growth?
0: Almost all of the whole life insurance companies that do this, and there's probably 25 mutual companies. I work with 10. Generally, I work with four or five of the best, most easily designed companies. But all of them will put the money that is being collected and protected, they put it into a general fund and they put it to work in the economy. Mainly, they're lending it out to major corporations for decades at a time. They're also funding as a debt partner in large real estate developments and commercial buildings. So most of the time, there's nothing for you to do to see that type of return. There is one company that I work with that actually, Joe, it's the one you went with, that they give you the ability from time to time, if you want to, to tie your profits, the dividends to the performance of the S&P 500. And you can get a little bit of a boost if you want to actively manage it. I don't have any clients doing that right now, primarily because we're all kind of foreseeing a little bit of a correction or a pullback. But bottom line, most of the time it's on autopilot. You're simply just carrying out the plan that you put in place and reaping the benefits and using the cash value from time to time when you want to.
1: Okay. That was the percent growth. What about the tax-free statement you
0: said? Sure. So growing inside your dividends, the profits will grow inside the policy without tax being applied. If you physically withdrew them someday, and some people do, then you would be taxed. But there's a taxation for life insurance. It's really the only thing out there that enjoys this. And it's called first in, first out taxation, which basically means that if over time you've contributed $200,000 in contributions to this, then the first $200,000 you pull out would not be taxed. Beyond that, it would be taxed just like money coming, like interest you earned in your savings account. So most people wouldn't do that. They would maybe withdraw the basis or the original contributions when they get into retirement and want to do withdrawals. But throughout your life, you can borrow against the thing, borrow the insurance company's money, pledging yours as collateral and access the full value, even that part that is growth or profits without any taxes being applied. So theoretically, what you do is you borrow against it during your working years, you perhaps withdraw the contributions and borrow against the rest in retirement, and then pass it on tax-free as a death benefit. So it's very similar to real estate in many aspects. But if you think about a 1031 tax deferred exchange that you go from property to property and then eventually gets a step up in basis at death, that's what happens with life insurance. The full access part. So gaining full access. So if you remember, as, as I was talking about, your cash value in the policy is a combination of what you've contributed, what the insurance company has boosted by the guaranteed crediting of dollars every year to it, and then the dividend. So for very simple math, let's say that you've contributed $200,000 and you look at your cash value and there's $300,000 there. And that's a combination of, 50,000 that came from guaranteed increases over the years and 50,000 that came from the dividends or the profits that got credited. So of that 300, 200 were your contributions, you can withdraw that to get access to it if you would like, but the full 300 you can access by borrowing an equivalent amount of money from the insurance company. And it's the equivalent of going into a bank, putting $100,000 on deposit and then going to them and using that as collateral for borrowing money from them. Now, you would never do that at a bank because there's no advantage to do that. On a life insurance company, because your money is in there growing without compounding, without taxes, at equivalent rates of what you're going to borrow the money for, it makes a big difference over time.
1: So just for my own clarity, to restate it, I put in $100,000. So with my policy, I did $100,000, or $110,000, I think. And I am able to get access to most of it like 90 some percent of it immediately and let's call it $95,000. I can get $95,000 and borrow that 95,000 and do whatever I want with it and that initial 110,000 or whatever I put into it that is still making the 4 to 5% grow. So even though I took out 95k, that initial 110k or whatever it was, that is still making the 4 to 5% grow. So there's the difference in doing the bank thing that you said versus doing this, not to mention having the benefits of life insurance protection.
0: That's right. So I was just doing an example with a client. It's a pretty common example that single family investors or people who are investing minimal amounts into larger syndicated deals might do. Say you have $25,000 and for this example, it's a $100,000 house and your down payment with closing costs is 25000 So you have a choice. You can either put that into the property and in 30 years, maybe sell it and take it back out. Or you could have the insurance company put their money in there and you just put yours in your policy and allow it to grow and compound there. So in the house, your 25000 sitting in the house, yes, it enables a lot of growth and appreciation and tax deductions and things in the cash flow. But essentially it itself, it's just kind of parked there. If I could get my next door neighbor or best friend to put their money in my property instead of me, then it would be far better off for me, right? Because I've given up its ability to grow. Whereas the other person who has an identical house, but put their money in their policy, after the 30 years that I used in the example, theirs has grown to $93,000. The 25 turned into ninety three. They did have to pay $22,000 to the insurance company in that example for the interest, but they earned well over 70000 And that's the power of being able to borrow somebody else's money and not have the opportunity cost of yours being locked up without earning.
1: And then in terms of paying back that loan in the example, we'll go with my example when I borrow $95,000, if I die before I pay it back then it simply gets deducted on the insurance proceeds my family gets from the life insurance policy. And it's as simple as that, right?
0: That's correct. Yeah. So your insurance amount, your death benefit is always going to be substantially larger than the cash value. And so as a result, you can even max out your cash value and still be comfortable knowing that there's still a large amount of insurance tax-free that will pass to your family.
1: So the last part that you mentioned initially in our conversation is life insurance protection. We just touched on that, but anything else that you think we should talk about in terms of the life insurance protection?
0: From time to time, I come across people who are single. They really don't have anyone that they want to leave it to. And sometimes they see that as a detraction from using this process. Like I would use it if there wasn't the life insurance. However, remember the performance I talked about, the 4 to 5% in this 1% to 2% savings account world. The four to five you're getting here without the impact of taxes is already covering the insurance. So you may today decide you don't like it or don't want it or see it as a detraction, but it's already factored in. That's one comment. But that's a very minor number of people that I ever meet with. Most people, as they get older and get nostalgic, they will either have grandkids or will have a little neighbor kid that they've mentored, or they have a favorite charity or church that they really have valued receiving benefit from and want to give back to. So... I've really actually never, in the end, seen anyone who didn't have a place that they wanted to save it to give that money to. And it will come out tax-free. There's wonderful things you can do by owning it or having the beneficiary be a trust, a family trust for kind of multi-generational planning for legacy. For me early on and for a lot of my clients, and I think, Joe, you'd probably agree, it is really comforting knowing that I have personally taken on five or so million dollars of, I call it good debts, fixed rate, long-term debt, And my wife was a bit uncomfortable with it when we first started, but she was greatly comforted by the fact that there was early on $3 million of life insurance and considerably more now, totally there just because it was the vehicle in which I'm storing and growing cash for my real estate portfolio.
1: Yeah. So when you pass away, then the debt will be paid out from the life insurance what is it called? A premium? What is it? out benefit, death death benefit.
0: benefit. Thank you. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: So so your debt will be paid off by the death benefit. And then there will be more on top of that for her and any other level. Right.
0: Right. Or she could walk away from the real estate properties if she wanted. But if she paid off the debts with the, you were saying the amount that I borrowed against, that's true. But with that level of insurance, she could easily have paid off the properties as well and have a bunch of cash flowing unencumbered properties. If she wanted to do that, it would immediately replace her concern for not having my income coming in anymore.
1: So let's close this out with a specific example of maybe just a single family home. Sure. Now that we've gone through the concept, how have you done this just on one single family home?
0: Sure. So what I do is I go get conventional financing or just commercial, but so far I've used conventional 30 year fixed rate mortgages. And I would get those at 75 to 80%, depending on the interest rates at the time. Let's say 80%. So $100,000 property, 80% loan from a bank. And then I've got the 20% down plus maybe 5000 in closing costs. So $25,000. I would pre-stage my money in my personal banking system and then go to the insurance company and borrow their money. And, and I know that, Joe, you've gone through this process, but it should be a very quick two- to three-day process where the money shows back up in in your personal bank account, whatever bank you normal traditional bank that you're, you're doing your banking at. And then you just treat it as cash from there. When you go to the closing table, the lender recognizes that your money in the life insurance is your cash. And they see this money that you've borrowed as your cash. So there's some Fannie Mae guidelines that came out in 2008 that this works just fine with. It's really the only way you can borrow other people's money to fund a down payment on a property. So I borrowed the 25. I, close as if it's cash. And then as I receive cash flow back, I make a personal choice to just send that back and pay down my loan. Because the moment I pay a thousand dollars back to the insurance company on their loan, it frees up a thousand dollars of cash in my bank that I can again either withdraw or borrow against again. So it's pushing that money back in there. It reduces my loan and it causes my cash to be available again for the next one. So really It's much higher velocity than I experienced before I started doing it this way.
1: And when you said earlier, you would pre-stage your money, what do you mean
0: by that? Well, I just meant that sometimes people will say, well, I don't have $25,000 yet in my cash value. Can I still get the loan? So uh, rather than leaving my money in my checking account to use as cash as a down payment, I contributed to my life insurance policy. I've built the cash value and now it's available pre-staged there as money that I can use to go and pledge as collateral to borrow from the insurance company.
1: Got it. So when you identify a property, you make sure that you have the amount that you need to close with the loan as cash value on your life insurance policy, so you can borrow against it, get that cash out, and use it for the property.
0: Exactly, and, and as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm storing other money there, so I never go up against my actual cap. I've got a ledger, or actually, I use Quicken, and I keep track of how much money that's staged in my policy cash value is actually dedicated as family emergency money, as property reserves, as business reserves. So I don't touch that money. I kind of make it off limits. And then whatever's available as the remainder is my investment capital.
1: What's a good rule of thumb in your opinion for what that percentage should be with available cash versus cash that, well, it's available, but you just don't want to touch?
0: Yeah, so it's really not a percentage thing for me. It's just an actual dollar amount. So for me, I'm pretty conservative. So I actually use six months worth of my personal after-tax income. And then for properties, I used to use four months principal, interest, tax, and insurance. I've reduced that down to two months as I got over 10 properties. I just think it's unreasonable that they're all going to have the same problem at once. Mm -hmm. So I use two months there. And then for business reserves, it's highly dependent on what your business is like. I have about 5,000 marketing expenses every month or so. So I kind of hold that back in reserves to have it available.
1: How can the Best Ever listeners learn more about what you're doing in Paradigm Life and
0: Infinite Banking? Well, I would love for the Best Ever listeners to go to gary at garypinkerton.com, and then they can also check out Paradigm Life specifically by sending me an email to gpinkerton at paradigmlife.net, and there's a tremendous amount of resources directly at paradigmlife.net for them.
1: Cool. So the first one you gave was your email address, right? Gary? My email
0: address, Gary at GaryPinkerton.com, And the website, GaryPinkerton.com has a lot about me as well. Cool.
1: Well, Gary, thank you for talking about a concept that I have read books on. I've interviewed people and you explain it very thoroughly and in a straightforward fashion, which is necessary for something in my mind that's as so damn confusing as this. But once I started understanding it, It made a whole lot of sense, and so that's why I did it. Plus, as I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, you were referred to me from a mutual friend who I greatly respect. I know he's financially savvy and connected, so he knows what he's doing too. Thank you for being on the show and enjoyed getting a refresher for why I did this. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, looking forward to continuing our friendship and enjoyed our conversation. So thanks for being on the show and talk to you again soon.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much, Joe. Best our listeners. Go get it.
1: If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin' Show with Ola Dantas discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellen.com forward slash show. That's dwellynncom forward slash show.